Welcome to the Refs Need Love 2 podcast, a show that gives you a real, raw, and behind-the-scenes view of one of the hardest jobs on the pitch, the referee. I'm your host, David Gerson, a grassroots referee with seven years of experience and over a thousand matches under my belt. You can find me at refsneedlove2.com and on TikTok. In today's episode, it was inspired by a question I received on TikTok. Do I get nervous? Of course I do. I thought I'd share my feelings about the nerves I get and how I try and address them before, during, and after the game with you guys here. Do I get nervous? Yes, I get nervous. Actually, I get nervous as soon as the assignments come out. I know that sounds so weird, but when I see the assignments, I get a text on my phone, I click on the link, and I see the games that I'm assigned. And these days, I'll sometimes get assigned to very high-level MLS Next or ECNL, U17, U19. You know, I mean, these are young men and women. The game moves very fast. It's highly technical. Expectations are very high. And it's crazy. I mean, I've been refing for a number of years now, and still I get a little bit nervous. And I start asking myself these questions that, you know, the, the negative self-talk starts. It's like, wait, am I qualified to do this? Should I be doing this? Should there be someone else who's doing this? It, it happens to all of us. Yes, I get a little nervous. Now the question is, why do I get nervous? Because I care. Because I care so freaking much about doing a good job, whether I'm doing a good job as a husband and a father and a friend, whether I care about my job my my full-time job, my my career that pays the bills and and my mortgage for my house. But also as a referee, I care. I do this because I want people to have a great experience with football. I want them to get to that game, play that game, and at the end of the game, feel that it was, you know, their team's ability to, you know, it was within that team's ability to win that game based on their effort, their execution, their shots, their passes, not leaving the the game feeling like, man, the ref is horrendous. Oh my gosh. Can you believe all those calls? That was insane. I mean, seriously, we would have won, you know, four to nil had it not be for the ref. And I, I tell you, I, I say that kind of half jokingly. Yes, everyone likes to blame the ref uh, when they lose, but there are some times, and we've all been there, where You know, quite honestly, maybe you have a referee who's not qualified to ref a certain level of game, or it's really just not their thing, or they never leave the center circle, and they make some really bizarre calls, and that's that doesn't feel good. Uh, That that's that's not you know fulfilling for anyone. It's challenging for the players, for the coaches, for the parents. I, I have to assume it doesn't feel really good for the ref, but I care. I want to make sure that when people come there, that it's fair, they have good confidence that the referee is keeping everyone safe, that they have a good understanding of the game, that they're explaining what's going on, you know, so that it's not mystifying to the players as to why a certain call is is made. I care. And that's why I get nervous. But I also recognize now being 47 years old, that the best things in life are also often challenging. Uh, the best things in life often give us a little bit of, of trepidation and make us a little uh, concerned or scared. Uh, whether you know you were 
younger. I've been married for almost 20 years now, so I'm not asking anyone out anymore. But I remember that feeling when I was a, a teenager or a tween or even in my early 20s, you know, when you would see a girl um, or want to talk to that that girl and they would make you nervous. You know, you'd feel those butterflies in your stomach. But I mean, that's a good thing. Uh, they're making causing a reaction within you that's driving your emotions and energy and it's making you feel quote-unquote nervous but how gratifying it is when you finally go up and talk to that person and they like you too or you know even if it doesn't work out at least you have that resolution um, but I recognize best things in life are challenging um, maybe it's getting a promotion at work maybe it's talking to uh, the big boss when you normally don't get to talk to the big boss you know but taking the risk you know in your work life can be extremely rewarding as well. Uh, playing it safe has rarely led to you know long-term success. Uh, taking a long journey. Uh, when I search out hikes, I'm you know often looking for moderate or moderately strenuous or or hard hikes. I want to challenge myself. There's more gratification than just walking on a smooth path. You know, while I still can, <laughs> while I still have the physical ability to do it, I'm going to take those uh, more strenuous uh, journeys. Um, but that's you know, appealing to me that it's harder, that not as many people can do it. And therefore it's gratifying when you do do it. That's what makes refereeing so appealing to me. Uh, the physical challenge of being a ref. Uh, I know that I am aging, you know, I am 47 year old man. And I know that it is hard to get up, you know, as often as I do during the week to work out and do those sprints and do those squats and do that other, you know, cardio and uh, weightlifting exercises to get myself in the condition to be a good ref on the weekends or on the weeknights. There's a physical challenge to it and it appeals to me. I love that. I love that knowing that not everyone can do it and it drives me forward. There's also the mental challenge. Okay. It is challenging to be on that pitch uh, this yesterday, or was a couple days ago, I was refing an adult uh, amateur match here in Atlanta. It's a competitive league. Uh, it is intense. I mean, these are grown men and a few women out there, but they are big, 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 big young men and women. It is very intense. They take their football very seriously. They do not want to lose. They want to take every advantage that they have. And there's a lot of pressure on the ref to get it right. Because if it doesn't, and it spirals out of control, it can get really ugly, and dare I say, a little dangerous if it's not addressed properly. So getting yourself mentally ready and prepared to manage that match, to manage the emotions of the match, that is challenging. Um, just the knowledge of the laws of the game. I am constantly amazed that every single day, pretty much, you know, when I'm looking at the laws of the game to prepare to create a TikTok or something like that, there'll be something that, oh, you know, I didn't see that word before. Oh, I didn't know that was in there. It's amazing how much there is to know about being a good ref. So I love that mental challenge. Um, and then the last thing that, that really adds up to, you know, some of those nerves is, you know, it's hard to do it well. No one's perfect. Even the professionals only get it right about nine out of 10 times. And they are professionals, man. I mean, they've got classes that they go to all the time. They're in training all the time. They're constantly being assessed and getting feedback all the time. And this is my hobby. It's not my full-time gig. It is hard to do it 
well, and you're never going to be perfect. It is humbling. So that, you know, adds to, to those nerves. But the good news is that the nerves don't stick with me for long. So there's that initial kind of, I get the assignment and, and then I kind of, you know, rationalize it as like, of course I'm qualified to do this. <laughs> so I don't lose sleep over it. Um, maybe when I get to the pitch, I might feel some nerves again. Uh, Jeff, general, generally for the older age groups again and at the higher levels. So those MLS next, those ECNL games, those are top level uh, academies here in the United States. Uh, I might get a little bit of nerves again, but I don't let it stop me from doing my job and projecting the right energy and confidence, not cockiness, confidence that I need at the pitch. I take that nervous energy and I channel it into something that's positive. Uh, the first thing that I do to try and get rid of some of those nerves is I do my warm up. So a good warm up, you know, my jogs, my dynamic stretching, making sure that I've got my glutes, my hamstrings, my quads, my calves all in great shape. Um, you know, get a little sweat on, really focus into that. That helps me eliminate those nerves. The other thing that I'm doing is I'm trying to develop rapport with the players and the coaches as I'm getting ready, whether it's, you know, during my warm up, whether it's taking my walk around the pitch, uh, whether it's, you know, when I'm calling for, for captains, you name it, but I'm always trying to make sure that I'm projecting positive energy and uh, the right professional attitude as soon as I'm at that pitch and all the way up until kickoff. I want to make sure that we're setting ourselves up for success. And generally, my experience is if you give off good energy, you get good energy back. I want to give that to my crewmates. Again, everyone around the pitch, if I can. What I've learned now, seven and a half years into being a referee, that you know I will never be perfect. Never be perfect. But I'm simply trying to do the best that I can. Uh, will I make mistakes? Yes. Again, even professionals make mistakes. Will someone not like me afterwards or think I did a terrible job? Yes. That happens in every walk of life. I could ref what I think is a phenomenal game where I've did everything I could right. I got every single call right. I was in the right position every single time. But there was someone at that game who's deep down side probably thinking, man, that's the worst ref we've ever had. I hate that guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, sometimes people see a really positive person. And if they're not a positive person and they're a negative person, they just hate that positive person. <laughs> just can't stand it. Why would they act like that? Um, you know, I understand that. But I think it's a good thing for us as referees to understand that is a fact of life. Uh, whether you are are young and you're new to refereeing or you're old and you've and you've had a lot of other life experiences, you know, you know, in every walk of life, everywhere, there's someone who's not going to like you. But you cannot let someone else's emotions dictate how you feel and how you act. Their negative behavior, their bad energy should not turn you into someone that you're not. Uh, they should not change how you feel about yourself and the professionalism that you give off. And that is just great experience for and, and, and wisdom for, for anyone. The most important thing in the end 
is that while we're refing, that we're learning, we're growing, and we have fun. I mean, that is what this is all about. So I, 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 yes, I get a little nervous, but it simply means that I am where I am supposed to be. I am on the pitch, participating, facilitating the game that I love. Thank you so much for listening today. If you liked today's pod, please check out my website and merch at Refs Need Love Too. I just added some new items there today. I appreciate your support. And as always, I hope your next game is red card free.